Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Yeah, man. God is in the blessing business all day, every day. God got hundreds of millions of blessings that he passes out every day. All I want to do is be the recipient that I'm the recipient of what he has for me. That's all I want. I just want God's favor, and I go. I want God's blessings. You know, of course, I need his mercy and his grace, but I just want his blessings and his favor. I want, I want that in my life because it does things for me that I'm absolutely incapable of doing for myself. And I've been a recipient of many of those. And you can be the recipient of them, too. You already are, really. Really, you already are. If you're getting up every morning, that's a blessing. If you're getting one day closer to anything you're trying to accomplish, that's a blessing. But now, let, let, me, let, let me talk to you about this part right here, folks, because this is the part that messes people up a great deal. What happens when you get off track? What is that? What does that mean when you get off track? See, I've been off track, I can't tell you how many times. And it happens in so many aspects of your life. But, but what is it that makes getting off track so debilitating to some people? You know, there are some people who once they off track, they off course, they off the dream, they on to something else. And you cannot allow the fact that you've gotten off track to stop you 
Can I tell you something? Everybody gets off track. There are people who are living their life's dreams in spite of getting off track. See, what happens when you get off track, here's the simple thing to do. The simple thing is just to get back on track. Yeah, that's, that's, but that's easier said than done, ain't it, Steve? Yeah, because see, people, when you get off track, here's some of the things that happen. See, you get the, here come the naysayers, some of them from the outside, some of them internally. Here's what gets said when you get off track. See, I told you. I told you. You know, you, you, you start hearing that. It's not for you. Okay? This is all just because you got off track. It's not for you. Okay, here's another one. It ain't meant to be. You can hear it or you can say it. Well, I guess it's just not meant to be. But let me ask you a question, though. Who made the rule that when you get off track, you can't get back on? Who, who made that rule? Where is that written? That once you get off track, you can't get back on. See, because I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's no such rule. As a matter of fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. See, everybody in pursuit of a dream, a goal, an aspiration, or a mission is going to get off track sometimes. You're going to get derailed. There are going to be days where you're not going to get it right. There are going to be days where you feel like giving up. There's going to be days when you're just going to flat out get it wrong. That's the journey. But let me tell you something. Every successful person that I know, ever met, talked to, sat down and chopped it up with, have shared one thing in common. We all get off track. We all get it wrong along the way. I don't care who the person is. The president got it wrong along the way. Your pastor got it wrong along the way. Choir director Gwai got it wrong along the way. The principal at your school got it wrong along the way. The valedictorian of your class got it wrong along the way. The star of the team got it wrong along the way. They've all been off track. Your boss down at your job, he got it wrong along the way. Your immediate supervisor, Got it wrong along the way. Everybody I know that has any measure of success in every in every level that you call success, however you want to label it, has gotten off track. As a matter of fact, it's impossible. Listen to me. It is impossible not to get off track in pursuit of your dreams, goals, visions, aspirations. It is impossible. Don't you let nobody tell you that they got through life unscathed, that they made it because they was just so determined and I would let nothing turn me back. Yeah, you might not have let nothing turn you back because you're here. Oh, but you thought about it. Oh, you thought about it on days when you was off track. But see, people don't like to tell the whole story. They just want you to think as much as you can about them. So when they tell you their story, they leave out the, the, the stuff along the way. It was just hard work and determination that got me here. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was the fact that you got off track 
and the grace and mercy of God allowed you to get back on. His forgiveness allowed you to get back on because you would not believe what some of the people have done. So when you get off track, don't allow the naysayers outside and the big naysayer inside. Because let me tell you something. The biggest naysayer of them all comes from inside. See, it don't matter what other people say out there. It takes some time for you to learn this, and I understand, because it took me some time to learn it. See, I have a lot of naysayers out there, but I ain't operating for them. I operate and function for the ones that love me, for the ones that get me, for the ones that understand what I'm really trying to do. And so don't you be the one that doesn't allow yourself to get back on track when you get off track. Because like I said, who made the rule up that you can't get back on track? There's no such rule out there. Stop stopping yourself from getting it right. So what you started the diet at the beginning of the year and you already off? Start another one. Start over. Try it again. Don't ever stop trying. If you stop trying, you can't make it. But if you never give up the effort, if you never give up and say it's over, it ain't over. You heard the saying, it ain't over to the fat lady saying, I never invite her. She's not invited. It ain't over to the fat lady saying, I don't know where the fat lady stay. I have not sent her an invitation to none of my events. She's not welcome here. She didn't ask me a couple of times. How come I never get invited? Because you're going to start singing. And I ain't got time for that. All right? Stop inviting the fat lady to all your events. Thank you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I was, was lost. But now I'm found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord. Moan, moan. Oh, now. Oh, Lord. I am found. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord, that's found. Right. You have oh. found the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> and for that, <laughs> you was lost. <laughs> Shirley Strawberry. Oh, thank God I'm found. Good morning. <laughs> Call it Happy Pharrell. Friday. Uh, good morning, Steve. Never mad on a Friday. Oh, look at here, ladies and gentlemen. Kill Space, they call him Junior. Morning, mentor. Morning, everybody. Morning, family. And now and then, <laughs> Jazzy <and> Brown. <laughs> hey, you didn't know that was me on tambourine. That was me. <laughs> Nobody else brings toys to work. <laughs> Nobody brings noise to work. You got bullhorns, harmonicas. Good. I ain't never seen nobody. When he do show up, it's a damn party. party. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, king of pranks, nephew Tommy. Friday, Uncle Steve. It's Friday, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, happy.
supposed to just it. have a tambourine at work, though. You just pull it out when needed. Mm-hmm. I thought hey, everybody you know brought what? a tambourine to work. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you no, didn't. You're the if only you came one. more often, you know that. <laughs> I thought it was part of the work program, man. Tambourine and ball. <laughs> Your job description. <laughs> Who comes to work not prepared? Yeah. And a, and a harmonica. They got old band stuff, now, old band equipment. Now, here is what I thought would be a good idea for people uh-huh. in the workplace. And I made it a suggestion on a Zoom call. Because whenever I come in the room on Zoom, I don't care what it is. I just had a meeting with ABC the other day. Yeah. I I I make everybody on the Zoom call when they say, "Well, Mr. Harvey's here." I make everybody clap because when we go to work, people clap, and I think that all companies should implement this policy to call it just your day, and they nominate whose day it'll be during the week, and when that person like come that. to work for the entire week. The entire office gives them a round of applause when they come in. I'm telling you, the morale in the workplace and the culture like would change immensely, yeah. and you all would find out the sheer joy of coming to work in the morning with a round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you so much. I can't tell y'all how that makes me feel. And I think all jobs should have that. All right, Steve, I feel you. All right, coming up next, ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey at the ready. Here we go. This one is from Sheba in Mobile. Sheba writes, I'm 37 years old, and my husband will be 40 in December. He wants a 40th birthday party, but I already have a big surprise planned for him. And it's so expensive that I won't be able to afford my surprise and a big expensive birthday party. I plan to get breast implants for him, and I have it all worked out by telling him I'm visiting my mom for a week. That way, I can heal without him seeing me. I don't want him to be disappointed, so do I tell him what I have planned and let him decide what he wants? Um, you know, that's an interesting thing because, wow, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I actually think, cause she does have a real problem. Now the big birthday party will be a memorable occasion, but them new breasts though, it can be life changing. (laughs) For her or him. But it's interesting because a bit of what you're doing you're saying is for him but you do know it's for yourself and so now that becomes the issue the man wants a big birthday party you could tell him and let him decide i think you should do you should tell him and let him decide and now don't get your feelings hurt when you want the party and the breast because he gonna want both but ain't no man asked for big breasts on his birthday but ain't nobody turning down none either. Turn it. That's, no. you mad that's at it? the thing. Ain't I ain't you mad. did what? <laughs> ah, okay, what's up? And I don't know how long it take to heal from that, but when you come back, 
You're going to come back just in time for the birthday? I don't understand what you're going to do, but you got to think that out a little bit. Yeah. I would present the option to him because I yeah. don't think. Could she do one gonna... and still have the party? Could she do one? See right there. It's called compromise. That way everybody has <laughs> Anyway, yeah. it's going to take more than a week at mom's to heal. That's really? for sure. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on, Erica in St. Louis says, I'm a newlywed and living with my husband is a challenge. He lived with his parents until we got married and his mom did everything for him and his dad. He loves a home-cooked dinner almost daily, so I want to keep him happy. The only issue is that he doesn't eat leftovers. If I suggest that we eat leftovers, he orders food to be delivered. He's done it more than a few times and he never asks if I want anything. He's 27 and he should know better. Should I start cooking just for myself to get back at him? Wow, y'all tripping already. Already? <laughs> y'all ain't even ran into a major problem yet. That's what's really good. Um, I don't really see this lasting um, <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unless y'all find some other ways, because right now you 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 in get back mode. <laughs> y'all ain't in repair mode, and get back mode gonna get you in divorce court. Y'all need to start trying to figure out some uh, you know some conflict uh, resolution ways of solving y'all's issues. This is a small one, and now all your method is to get back at it. He is being selfish, and you do need to talk to him. You married a, a selfish mama's boy. You got a couple of problems. So, do but I do think you need to talk. Yeah, yeah, he left over. <laughs> I go up in that refrigerator in a heartbeat. I'm the warm up king. <laughs> All right. Especially if it was good. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll go up in there, boy. Chicken. Woo. Second day is so good. Yeah. All right. Spaghetti the next day. Yes. Oh, and all the seasoning settled. Mm. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Ginger in Arlington, Virginia says, my 20-year-old son is dating a girl that is 22 years old and she's too advanced for my son. Uh, her parents are wealthy and she drives an expensive car and wears designer this and that. I am a single mom and I've taught my son how to treat a young lady, but this girl runs the relationship. She buys him things he can't afford, and she tells him what to wear when they go out. I don't want my son to feel like less than a man because he's not in control. Will this type of relationship ruin him for other women? Girl, you need to mind your damn business. You know, <laughs> I, you, you don't understand. Bill Withers said it best. My friend, they feel it's their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me that I ought not let you just use me. Ah, but brother, if you only knew, you'd wish that you were in my shoes. Oh, so just keep on using me until you use me up. Dave, if you could find that for me, that would be my damn straw. Boy, why are you in it? Uh, Did you hear what that? Your son, 20, she 22. She too much for your son. He need to know what too much he is. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. Let him have that, yeah. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> there we go.
See, this was written for people like you and your son. My friends, they feel as though it's their appointed duty. And what they do, Bill, they keep what? And here's the advice that they keep laying out. All she want to do is use it. But this is my reply. Come on, use me. Coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, the White House has invited Nicki Minaj to meet to discuss vaccine safety. Speaking of Nicki, she has been debunked by the public minister of health in Trinidad. (laughs) And in other entertainment news, (laughs) other entertainment news, Carla's uh, got some music news for us. She'll give us the latest regarding Fat Joe's apology tour. From his uh, versus battle this week, we'll also talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour and other things, too. But right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Adoption agency. Adoption agency. Anybody been adopted on this show? Who's been adopted? (laughs) You. Who told you that? (laughs) Who told you that? You know who told me. Okay. Okay. It's not true. All right. No, it's not. I'm not adopted. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being adopted, but I'm not adopted. Okay. Uh, see? <laughs> okay. See? Nothing wrong with it. Okay. Right. Right. <sighs> Work it out. All right, let's go. This right here is adoption agency. Come on, Kat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Clarence. Uh, yeah, this is he. Clarence, how you doing, man? This is Robert. Robert. Uh, we were trying to get a schedule with you guys. Maybe we can swing through and... Uh, Pick up little Clarence, I guess, around 6 if you guys are available around 6. Uh, okay, what do you mean, picking up little Clarence? Well, we got the um, we got the call that we can come and actually pick up Clarence and, and, and take him with us. Have you guys packed his things up yet? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Got the call from who that you can come pick him up? I don't know nothing about this. Well, my name is Robert, Robert And my wife and I got the call that we could. Do you not know about us uh, um, uh, adopting little Clarence? Oh, what the f- adopting who? Oh, okay, wait a minute. Are, are you guys at Are you guys at f- drive? Uh, yeah, that's that's my address. But uh, well, and, and, what you talking about? You gonna come take my son from me? Okay, I, but you, you, your son is two years old, right? Yeah, he's two. What they got okay, to do with you coming to pick up my son? And what is this agency's number? Uh, well, the, the agency told us that what adoption agency they've got all our information we've we've filled out all the paperwork and you you guys aren't aware that that we're supposed to come there today to pick him up hell no what what adoption agency said this was how to get my information i'm not sure we we've got 
uh, pictures of Clarence, and oh. and oh, yeah. uh, you know, my wife is actually going out and bought balloons and everything, and 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 we were gonna come through. They told us any time today, so we felt maybe like around 6 p.m. we'd come get it. Well, now you ain't coming here to pick up no Clarence. I'm tell you that right now. Okay, okay, wait, wait a minute. Now, uh, this, this, this. I mean, this can't be happening. I, 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 okay, wait a minute. Uh, oh, what's happening? You're you're, you're 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 Clarence Senior, correct? Yes, I am. And you don't know anything about us to come over there to pick the baby up? Hell no, I don't know nothing about this. See, what's the name of this place again? Uh, adoption agency. Who gave you my information and how they get my information to come pick up my son? I, I don't know that, sir. All I know is is uh, we've bought a car seat. We're, we're, you know, my wife has bought balloons. Man, I don't care y'all bought a car seat, balloons, high chair, whatever. You ain't coming to get my son. Okay, sir. I, I mean, what, what I'm not going to do... Is, is is tell my wife that we're not coming to get Clarence Jr. today. Oh, yeah, y'all, you're going to have to tell her that because you ain't coming here to pick up my son. Sir, from, with the paperwork that I have, Clarence is actually my son now. Man, f- you and your paperwork. You ain't coming here to pick up my son. Sir, Clarence Jr. is mine. I'm actually going to change his name to Robert. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, like, I, like here you are. Come on over here if you want to. Come on over here. I'm waiting for you. I'm standing in the driveway right now. Okay, well, wait a minute. Now, the, the adoption agency tell us that you guys are not doing well finance, uh, financial. Are you working? No, I ain't working. What the got to do with anything? I ain't going to get rid of my son just because I ain't working. Okay, but, but, but uh, so in other words, you're not, you're not able to, to provide for him, from what I understand. Man, my son ain't missed no meal. He got clothes on his back. He got a roof over his head. Man, I'm not, you ain't coming here to pick up my son. I don't care what I got to do, man. I go out, cut grasses. I make money on the side, washing cars and everything. Okay, okay, but come here and get my son. But don't you think he deserves a better home? I don't know what the what the screw up is. I don't know, but I'm trying to at least rationalize with you yeah. so you can understand why me and yeah, my I'm wife. With you, you ain't coming to get my son. He in a good home right now. I love my son. You ain't taking him nowhere. I'm telling you, I'm right here in the driveway. Come on over here. Sir, I don't want to go back and forth, but I am. Me and my wife are coming to get Clarence today. Uh, okay, come on, come on. I'm waiting for you. I'm already told you about two, three times. Come on, I'll be waiting right here. I guarantee you. Sir, sir I don't want any altercations when I get there. I just want Clarence to get in the car, and me and my wife are going to take him to his new home. Oh, when you get here, it's going to be one hell of an altercation. So you might want to come to law, whoever's going to come with you. Bring the adoption agent too, so I can whoop that too. You know what, man? If you was to be able to provide for your family, wouldn't nobody be trying to adopt your child? The problem is that you can't take care of your family. Now, me and my wife coming over there, and we coming to get Clarence Jr. That's oh, the you ain't coming down here to get my child. Man, you get down here, I'm going to you and your wife up. How about that? Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait, what you going to do what to my wife? Well, I don't hear women, but I'm going to tell you right now, you and your wife going to come down here. I'm going to help both of you. Anybody come down here try to take my child up out of my house, they going to get up. I'm coming to get it. I got to do what I got to do. I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't coming down here to get my son. You, your wife, I'm telling you, nobody's going to come here and take my son. I'm disappoint my wife. You got my number. I don't know how you got my address. I don't care what the agency you got going through or whatever going on. But I'm telling you right now, you come down here, I'm all y'all up. I'm not going to disappoint my wife. Now, she think we coming to get this. I don't give a who disappoint whoever you want disappoint. I don't give a about that right now. But you ain't about to take my son up out I'm going to come and get him out that house. I done told my wife I was coming to man, get him. Man, I'm telling man, you better tell your wife. You come in this driveway, I'm going to be sitting right here waiting for you, and I'm going to the last one of y'all up. Every last one of y'all. I don't care who you bring. You can bring the President Obama, and I'm going to 
you. You ain't finna do nothing. You ain't finna do. You ain't finna. Try to take my son out of the house. I'm gonna tell you right now. Everybody getting. All I'm going to do is let you know this. I'm coming to get Clarence Jr. Well, you, well, man, you ain't got nothing to tell me or let me know. I'm letting you know right now. You better come here with the corner and everybody, because I'm about to you up. You're going to leave here with a and come over here and take my stuff. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You get his clothes what together so he can come and me. live a better life. He's not living a good life there. You get his clothes. Man, I told you about six, seven, eight times. Bring your mother down here and I'm you and everybody, whoever you bring down here, up, you try to take my. You, you, you know who else I'm bringing with me? Because I'm bringing somebody well, else well, with me. You, you better bring an army. Say what? It better be a army to come down here and get my son about this house. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm bringing nephew Tommy with me. You bringing who? I'm, I'm, bring, <laughs> I'm bringing nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show with me. <laughs> oh, man. You said Clarence, this is Tommy, man. This is nephew Tommy. Man, woo, <laughs> man, I'm about to up everybody out here. Man, come down here taking my shit. Your woo. brother named Benjamin got me to get you, dog. Oh, man, see, that's how family gets up. See, next time I see him, it's on. <laughs> man, that, that was a good one, man. Oh, that man. All right, Pauls, tell me one more thing, man. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> I don't think he was going to let me come get that little Clarence Jr., was he? He wasn't going to let him come. <laughs> 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 no, he wasn't you know what I like about all your calls? What's that? The people be in the driveway. They go immediately out to the driveway. <laughs> way, Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, it's Shirley Strawberry here. Listen up, listen up. Whenever we ask the Steve Harvey Nation to do something for the greater good, you always do it, and we thank you for that. You always do it without hesitation. That's why we have the best listeners in the world. You've heard Carla, you've heard me talk about the Arm & Hammer Laundry and Dress for Success Power to Her campaign that celebrates all the women who put their careers on hold the past year to take care of business at home. Well, remember we asked you to post, remember Carla, we asked them to post on Instagram or Facebook a picture of you flexing Mm -hmm. your muscle with Mm -hmm. the hashtag power to her. Well, thank you ladies, you did it. And we got thousands of posts of women cheering on women. That's what we love. The response was so amazing that we decided to go big and give back in our own way. Drum roll, please. This is big. This is big. This is big. The Steve Harvey Morning Show will be donating $10,000 on behalf of Arm & Hammer Laundry to the Dress for Success Power to Her campaign. Uh, This money will help a lot of women transition back to work. We're proud to be a part of it. Uh, Thank you for your participation and to Arm & Hammer Laundry and Dress for Success for all they do. It really does make a difference. Thank you, guys. Nice. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> who arm um, um, is that on the box? Have y'all met the person who arm um, that is? <laughs> Mine. Yeah, I have one. Yeah, Carla that's has Mr. one. That, y'all know good and hell well that light-ass arm ain't y'all. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> that's thank wonderful. Thank you. Thank that you. Thank you for fantastic. all the ladies who participated. Mm-hmm. It was a wonderful mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and hammer. Cool. All right, uh, we're going to switch gears here and uh, talk some entertainment news. Uh, Nicki Minaj is still trending, still trending. 
So in case you missed it, the White House called Nicki Minaj to discuss vaccine safety. Nicki tweeted to her millions of followers a dubious claim. <laughs> we remember this from yesterday that her cousin's friend's fiance in Trinidad called off the wedding because the vaccine caused the friend's testicles to swell. Remember, we talked about this. Yeah. You know, everybody uh, checked their <laughs> testicles that day. Yeah. You know, everybody was checking us. Nikki everybody tweeted. Everybody testicles yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a national holiday yesterday. It was. <laughs> Nikki tweeted that she's been invited to the White House. Quote, yes, I'm going. I'll be dressed in all pink like Legally Blonde so they will know I mean business. I'll ask questions on behalf of the people, says Nikki. Uh, also, the Minister of Health in Trinidad, Dr. Uh, Terrence uh, Delangsink, uh, also debunked Nikki's misinformation claim that the vaccine caused swelling of the testicles. Uh, the doctor said this is absolutely, there is absolutely no reported such side effect in Trinidad and none that we know of anywhere else in the world. Can All we right? talk to the cousin's friend that's got the swollen test? That's what <laughs> no, we need we to don't. talk yeah, about. But you know something, no, this, the sad thing about this is social media is so powerful. So and wow. these people have these platforms and they're actually... Because the, the, a lot of young people get their news off social media, sad to say. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. what's sad about it is, man, Nicki Minaj swings that much weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's oh, an influencer. That yes. The, yes. the head of Trinidad then got involved. Yes. And now the president, of US, the president of the United States got involved. Now, that's a testament mm-hmm. to Nicki's popularity. Yes, yes. it is. And yes. she Don't has be. an opportunity here. To find out the facts and relay the facts mm-hmm. and stop relaying rumors. That's the upside to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope she winds up getting the shot after she gets all the information. I hope it leads to that. Right. Well, she well, said she, you know, she was doing her, her own research, and uh, she says, again, she'll ask questions on what behalf of the What research is she doing? That's yeah. what she you, said. You're going That's to the White House. You don't and, need to do no yeah. more research. They, <laughs> they got all said. the information. Would, <laughs> would, wouldn't there be a picture of the swollen testicles? I mean, that You know what? That <laughs> so, I mean, That's right. He's right. He's right. Really he right. Proof. <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Carla is here with today's music news. What you got, Carla? All right. Post so, Fat that. Joe. <laughs> Post be quiet, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the versus battle was earlier this week. Fat Joe mm-hmm. and Ja Rule, right? Yeah. So, uh-huh. Right. Okay. But you, you saw all of this. So, Fat oh, yeah. Joe is, been, he has been on an apology tour. He got a lot of backlash. In the moment, you know, Ja Rule had Lil Mo and Vita on stage, and, you know, they did their jams and they were performing, put it on me. And then Ja Rule, they were just trash talking, and he mm-hmm. said, Ah, it's pathetic. You had to go get Remy Ma. Well, then Fat Joe was trash talking too, and he said, you had to go get dusty, dusty. B-words to come out on stage. Ooh, and then social media started dragging Fat Joe for yeah. referring to Lil Mo and Vita as Dusty Bees. 
Uh, he's been apologizing ever since. He said he's sorry. He didn't mean to disrespect, and he loves black women. Now, Remy Ma, she's in it. She's trying to defend Fat Joe because she said when it was all over, she thought that little Mo and Fat Joe squashed the beef, but now it's out on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's oh. Fat Joe just doesn't have a chance. And then the other thing that's trending real quick about this, wow. Nelly on stage he saw Ashanti. You know, Nelly and Ashanti used to go together. And, you know, yeah, Ashanti is beautiful. Her body is banging. He walked right past Fat Joe and Ja Rule and went to get a hug from his ex. So wouldn't his you? ex was wouldn't looking you? that good. But they performing. He like, get out of my way. Hey, baby. <laughs> she looked good, though. I, I, I love Nelly. Ashanti. Come on, boy. All right. right thank right. you, Carla. Uh, coming up in 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes after the hour, we'll look into the crazy mind of J. Anthony Brown right after this. Oh, Lord. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, this is your boy. Come on. <laughs> Introduce him. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Anthony, he, he is now Brown. I know you didn't. That's because you, you're never here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. The J, he, he is now brown. <laughs> First of all, let me congratulate Los Angeles, California for whipping Larry Elder's ass. I wasn't oh, there hey. to celebrate. I have moved to Atlanta. I heard they were dancing in the street. There was balloons. There was parades. Strippers was given half price. It was a great day in Los Angeles. They whooped his ass. Now you can go back to your little radio show and talk that BS you've been talking because we don't like you. You know, when a homeless person throws an egg at your ass, their food, when they give up when they give up their food and chunk it at your ass. Gave up breakfast. Gave up breakfast. When a homeless person gives up breakfast, a meal that they can eat later on and throw it directly at your ass and and angry that it didn't hit you. Angry that it didn't. Yes, Uh. we hate you, Larry Elder, Trump's Mm. clone. Anyway, with that being said, with that mm. being said, I had to write a song, just a little short song for Larry Elder. Now, I wrote it about a television show, and I chose shows that I'm sure you would be watching. I didn't choose any black shows because I'm sure you ain't watched none. I'm sure <laughs> you ain't seen Sanford and Son or, oh, what name another black show? Anybody? Um, Good times. Anything, um, Good time. You ain't ain't seen none of that. So I'ma sing, I'ma sing what you we know you have seen. Here we go. Larry Elder. I know you're listening. Dog. Come and listen to my story by Larry Elder. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to be governor, but we really didn't care. He was talking all that smack because he made himself cool. Bleep this day. But he ended up sounding like a motherfucker. <laughs> Crazy. Dumb as hell. Stupid ass. Don't come back now. You hear? Fire. I love it. I'm at the J spot. 
Friday and Saturday, Los Angeles, California, my club, G Thing and Ron G, baby. Watch out there now. That's your friend, Steve Harvey. Oh. Don't come oh. back now, yeah. Yeah, I was a little proud of him on that one, though. All right, thank you, Jay. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, September Sickle Cell Awareness Month, we will talk about sickle cell awareness when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody. Uh, listen, uh, September, we want you to be aware of this. is National Sickle Cell Awareness Month. And this is a special interview uh, because our family member, Junior, here on the show uh, was born with sickle cell anemia. He's made us so aware of this and supported the, this cause and really brought an awareness to it that hasn't been on it before. Joining us this morning is a renowned physician that has done in-depth research over the years on sickle cell disease. Uh, he is the chief medical officer at Dillard University and a professor at both Louisiana State University and Tulane Medical Center. You've got to be smart to get all them jobs. He's going to share some important information on sickle cell. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Corey Abair. How y'all doing today? Yes, How you sir, doing, yes, Doc? Sir. How y'all doing? I'm good. good. Man, I'm good. Fight, fighting a good fight. Fighting a good fight. Absolutely, Doc, well. man. Thank you for being on this morning, man. Hey, Dr. Abraham, let me ask you something, man. You know, sickle cell is a disease. It's rare, inherited blood disorder. That causes debilitating pain, uh, disability, and decreases life expectancy up to 30 years. So uh, when you say blood disorder, explain what that means exactly. Well, I'm about to blow your mind this morning, Junior, because the issue is a blood disorder is something that causes your, your red blood cells or white blood cells to not act right, okay? And right. so sickle cell disease deals with the red blood cell, and it causes it to turn into a sickle shape, which means that it can't get through the, uh, the, the veins appropriately, and it causes pain. It causes you to have difficulty breathing. It causes you to have kidney problems, vision problems. And you can then you can die at a very early age, and it's a very preventable disease. Absolutely, man. Because I know I go through all of that. Everything you just said, I've had all of them symptoms. Now, listen, sure, are, there sure. any, are there any new uh, medications or treatments that suppress sickle cell disease or help with the symptoms? Yeah, yeah, yeah there are. For the longest time, we didn't have any medicines for about forty years, bro. And the reason why is because basically it's a black disease, so people didn't put a lot of money in it. And the other diseases that are kind of like this. They actually get like 30 times more money in research, which is, you know, obviously that's going to always be an issue. But there, there is a medicine called Indari that's pretty new uh, among some other ones. And uh, basically it's, a, it's L-glutamine. And, 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 you know, we have all kind of medicines with all kind of side effects. But you know, Junior, that when you talk about a medicine, you got to talk about something that's already in your body. L-glutamine is already in your body. And it's kind of complicated, just like all kinds of medicines are. Mm. But basically... When you have antioxidants, antioxidants can be issues in, in the body. But when you have a, a medicine that actually restores the NADH-NAD ratio, and I know this is complicated, so I'm going to go deep in this with right. y'all. But basically, it prevents the oxidative damage, which causes sickle cell problems. So it's a good medicine. The side effects are very low. And a lot of people with sickle cell don't even know that it exists, but it's FDA-approved. And it's very low side effects because the L-glutamine is already in the body, bro. Do yeah. you know about this medicine, Julie? Absolutely. Uh, we've we've talked about it. It's the newest drug that's been approved by the FDA. And uh, Have you ever had to use it? No, I've never had to use it. It just okay. came out. And we've talked about getting me some, as a matter of fact. Sure, absolutely. Gonna get some. Oh, you're going to have some. I'm, I'm going to have it for yeah. you, little bro. Yeah. I'm going to get it for you, little dog. Thank you, Uncle. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Hey, let me ask you something, though, Doc. 
Uh, what can we do to bring more awareness and funding for sickle cell disease and research prevention, man? This is where I'm about to blow your mind, okay? And this is why I need y'all to really just handle this with me, okay? When you talk about one of the number one causes of death, and previously the number one cause of death in new black military recruits in America, it was sickle cell trait, not disease. Now, so many people in, in, uh, in the United States have sickle cell trait. Four million black people have sickle cell trait. And you don't know that you could die, you could drop dead, and have no idea that you had sickle cell trait. 16 young black men have dropped dead on the football field from sickle cell trait, not disease, bruh. Right. Every person in America is tested it's for sickle cell trait in America. It is a federal law, black or white. And the test is already done on everybody. All you got to do is call your state or call the hospital you were born and you can get the results. Because it's criminal that black people don't know this and they can drop their right now, Steve. And it's emergency. This emergency, bro. We really appreciate you, man. And we're going we gonna to make this a, a national thing, man. I'm going to get with you. We're going to start a program, bro. Great job, Junior and Dr. Ebert. Uh, coming up next, we're going to switch gears because the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is Vengeance is Mine. We'll get into that in just a bit, yeah. Scripture. <laughs> but right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nap? Nappy hair. Let's go to it. Come on, Kat. Nappy hair. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to get Francis. This is she. Hey, Francis. How you doing? My name is uh, Daryl. Daryl's Our kids, they go to uh, together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your daughter's uh, Kaylin, right? Yes. Okay. My son is uh, DJ, Daryl Jr. He they, uh, I think I may have met you at the uh, beginning of the school year. You remember meeting me, Daryl? Daryl? Oh, I met a lot of people, but I'm sorry, I can't place you right now. Okay, all right, no problem. Hey, listen, um, I was giving you a call. You know, there's only a, a handful of, uh, of black kids at the, the school. You know, being a private school and all. And uh, we, the the, uh, the black parents, we all got together and had a meeting a couple nights ago. Okay, you say all the black parents. Okay, I wasn't there. Why wasn't I called? Uh. Well, we actually had a meeting about your daughter, Kaylin. Uh, well, what about Kaylin? Is she, is there a problem at school that she's creating or something I don't even know about? What's, what's going on with Well, actually, we're, we're, you know, we feel privileged to be, you know, you know, like I said, there's only a handful of blacks, and we try to carry ourselves in a dignified way, our, our presence, our attitude, the way we handle ourselves. And, uh, you know, Kaylin's doing very good in school, from what I understand, and very nice with all the rest of the kids. She's getting along. That's not the problem. What we're what we're trying to get is um, the grooming of Kaylin. You know, Kaylin has these braids, and what we were trying to do is is give. You know, we had a meeting hold about up, it. We hold wanted up, to hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you just say her grooming? Something's wrong with her grooming. Well, it's not necessarily her clothing. Of course, you know the kids wear the uniforms, but the the braids. You know, we we want to represent ourselves with a lot of dignity, the way we carry ourselves. We want to be, um, you know, pretty much nice and clean, spit and polished. We would really prefer if her hair was straight, and opposed to being braided up. You know, wait a minute. I mean, that kind of gives off a, a, a ghetto type of look to it, and that's what we're trying to to avoid. Are Are you crazy? Is something wrong with you? You don't. First of all, how the hell you get my number? 
If you couldn't call me for the meeting, why are you calling me now? Well, like I said, ma'am, the meeting was to get the general consensus on where all the parents feel in the same way about your daughter and her braid. You know, we're just trying to keep everything classy when it comes to the blacks that attend the school. There's only 10 of us, you know, 10 children attending. I tell you what you can attend. You can, What you can attend to is this phone hanging up in your face. You tell the parents, all of them for me, y'all can go straight and hit rock bottom out of hell talking about my child and her braids. Her braids are ethnic. They are nice. She is well-groomed. And I don't know how in the hell you got my telephone number, but... Tell all the parents for me to kiss the crack of my you-know-what. Listen, first of all, I don't like the way that you're talking to me, okay? I carry myself with class, with dignity. I'm spitting polish, ma'am. Uh, I wanted to call and talk to you like two adults, you know, and you're acting just as ghetto as her hairstyle. Let me say something real ghetto to your okay? You and all the parents can hit rock bottom out of hell. Don't call me no more with no like this. This is ignorant. I'm far beyond this. My child is well-groomed. She is going to go to that school. As a matter of fact, as much money as it costs to go to that school, y'all should have been meeting on how we can get together and pay the tuition. How about that? Uh, are you trying to sit here and tell me that you got a problem taking her braids down and wearing her hair straight so she can look a lot more classy than what she looks right now? It's a pathetic look that she's having right now. You know what? I don't. What's your hair look like? Take a picture of your and send it to me. Text it to me. Since you get folks' phone numbers and give it to you, take a picture of your self and text it to me. I bet you you look like who would have thought it. My daughter's braids are going to stay up for the rest of the year. As a matter of fact, we ain't going to rebraid it. It's going to stay that way so it can be matted and represent. That's what we're going to do. Francis, listen, I don't, I don't want to argue. I just wanted to call and see if we could actually, you know, come to a medium on this. Do you think that there's a possibility that I mean, when I'm when I'm picking up DJ tomorrow after school. Would it would would it be all right if I picked up um, little Kaylin and brought her home and let my wife do her hair? Please, I wish the you would pick my daughter up and see what the hell I do. I'm gonna call my husband and tell him to come over your house and whoop your after he braids your hair. I wish you would pick up my daughter. I call the police on. As a matter of fact, you're going to have to call the police on me and my husband. Do it and see what happens. Ma'am, I'm just trying to get some class here. That's all we're wanting. We're not wanting to fight with you. It's just the blacks here, at we think that we want a little bit more classy look of the way we are groomed. That's the only thing we're looking for. Only person who's going to be taking the class is When we get to whoop, you're going to be taking the class. How about that? I can't stand up like you. Y'all get five dollars and one penny in your pocket and think you're better than everybody else. You forget where you came from. As a matter of fact, what's your, what's your name? Because I'm calling the principal on your a day. Give me your name and Mr. Who? What's your uh, name? Uh, 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 that's, 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 that's not, that's not really what my name is. But that's what you told me when you first called me. What is your real name? My name is, my name, my real name is Tommy. Tommy? No, no, my last name either. Well, what the hell is your name? Do you know? My name is Tommy, nephew Tommy, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your husband Keith got me to prank phone call you. I be. <laughs> oh my God! He put your up to this. <laughs> you got me ready to click your to PTS to school and everybody else. I tell you what. Keep eat out for the rest of the week for putting this <laughs> <with> me. <laughs>
He told me, he said, man, he said, it don't take but about two and a half minutes for my wife to go off. He said, it don't take but two and a half. He said, and oh I promise you. <laughs> you. You all right? <laughs> oh, baby, calm down, baby. Let me ask you something. What, what, well, I got one more thing to ask you. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? You know it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Come on, Francis. Come on, Francis. Hey, I love hold up, man. Hold up, hold up, Francis, y'all. Wait a y'all, y'all, hold up, hold up. This was my favorite visual <laughs> in that whole thing. I, wait a minute. I'm going to tell my husband. Then he going to come over there and whoop your ass and then braid your hair. Yes. All I saw was this dude sitting between this big-ass black dude's legs crying, getting his hair braided. Boy, I was like, shut your I, I like let my wife come over there and pick up your child and braid her hair. Boy. And then bring her back. What? Sure. You know you got problems. Blank, that please. Blank. Yeah, that is not going down. That's what get me by two up in it, blank in it. Yeah, yeah. You get $5. $5 and a penny. Yeah. And y'all better than everybody else. Yeah, y'all make me sick. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, that's what the blacks, we as the blacks have had a meeting about this, and we just want to straighten it all this hell. That's all. The black. Ain't but 10 blacks. Where you get my number from? You got my number to call me with this, but you ain't have my number to call me for the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Francis was the truth, boy. I love that. Yes, sir. Keep it stupid, baby. Stupid coming to West Palm Beach next Friday and Saturday. Tickets on sale right now. That's September 24th and 25th. The nephew coming to town, back on the road, back on the microphone, back on stage. Come on, y'all. What? Yes, we are back slanging these jokes. We are, and we ain't leaving ever again. God be willing. We're going to slang them till we can't slang them no more. And I'm slanging them next Friday and Saturday. West Palm Beach Improv. Get your tickets. Stay on scene. Right now. All right, nephew. Right now. Take some grits with you. Don't forget. Will do. Definitely. All right, coming up next, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is, vengeance is mine. Say if the Lord. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But the Lord didn't write this letter, though. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Vengeance is mine (laughs) is the subject. We'll get into it (laughs) right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, time now, guys, for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Yeah, that's for you, Jay. Could be yours. You never know. Could be. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, Neff. Subject, vengeance is mine. Dear Stephen Shirley, I was married for seven years, and I'm almost divorced. My husband and I didn't really know each other as well as we should have before we got married, and we had arguments on a daily basis. I became bitter over his lack of attentiveness, and he was tired of living with a crazy bee. Those were his exact words the day he filed for divorce. He told me I am terrible in bed, teased me for gaining a few pounds, and said he's been miserable for seven years. 
I'm slightly heavier when we got married, uh, you know, when we got married, but he gained almost 15 pounds. There's a lot <laughs> when you're, that's a lot when you're only 5'8". Uh, he loves to argue and debate over any and everything. I got tired of it and was relieved that he had the guts to file for divorce. We have lots of married friends in our circle, and most of them were my friends before I met and married him. We had a huge blowout one night in front of our friends, and he blurted out a lot of things I had said to him in confidence about certain people. The most damaging thing he said is what I told him about my best friend's marriage. She and her husband hook up often, with their nanny and took her on vacation with them. I couldn't believe he had stopped, uh, he had stooped that low and because of it, uh, my close friend and all the other couples in the group chose to remain friends with him and they, that stunned me. They stunned me. I've heard that they have secret get-togethers without telling me. It breaks my heart that he got away with this. I want the group to know all about the weird and dirty things I had uh, to do to him during sex over the years. His boys will definitely think twice about hanging with him after that. He made me miserable for far too long. Should I seek revenge or let it go and move on without him and them? Wow. wow. Uh, well, I, I think there's your answer right there at the bottom of it. You don't need revenge. Uh, for seven years, you've been miserable. He's been miserable. And there's, there's your answer. You said it. Move on without him and them, period. Uh, my answer won't be long, Steve. This relationship has been toxic for both of you uh, for a very long time. And you heard with your own ears that he really cares nothing for you. Uh, why else would he say in front of your friends, the ones you introduced him to, what you told him in confidence, in secret, about the other married couple? And no, these are not your friends, uh, not anymore. Uh, they took his side, they abandoned you, so you should be too happy to say good riddance to all of them. Boy, bye. Okay? That's it. Steve? Well. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I like the response, Shirley. I really do. So all I'm going to do now is read you this letter and show you why this marriage has got to end <laughs> immediately. No there is no salvaging this. This is unfixable, nor should you even want to fix it. All right, here we go. I've been married for seven years, and I'm almost divorced. Right there, that's a good clue that it's over. Thank you. <laughs> My husband, y'all ain't know each other when y'all got married. Here we go. Let me just go down the list of everything that's wrong. We argue on a daily basis. God. That's a lot. I became bitter over his lack of attentiveness. He ain't paying no attention. Then he said he was tired of living with a crazy bee. <laughs> Y'all following this letter? Yeah. There's nothing good happening here. Uh-uh. She said those were his exact words the day he filed for divorce. He was holding that for seven years. He told me, and here we go again, number one, I'm terrible in bed. That's never good. Then he said, you gained a few pounds. And then he said, he been miserable for the whole seven years. 
Well, I mean, that's a true statement. If y'all argue every day, you bitter, he think you crazy, and y'all ain't good in the sack together, that's seven years of straight misery. Then she said, I'm slightly heavier than when we got married, but he's gained almost 15 pounds, and that's a lot when you're only 5'8". Five, five, now you married to the little short fat man. <laughs> But he don't see that because he's so busy throwing mud on you. But that's what they do when something wrong with you. They try to dirty you up more than they are. All right. And But then here's the other part that this relationship is over. I was relieved that he had the guts to file for divorce. Oh, my God. This is an out. This is a free out handed to you by God above. Through the little short fat man. God works in mysterious ways. And he used the problem you have in your life to provide the solution. Your problem is the little short fat man. But the little short fat man came in with the solution. Oh, man, it don't get no better than this. Don't you know how joyous and wonderful occasion it is, y'all, when your problem becomes your solution? Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> to be in a relationship with somebody horrible and then the horrible person come up to you and say, I think we ought to end this. Let the church say amen. Amen. And hold it right there, Steve. We'll have part two okay. of your response. Uh-huh. Coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Uh, Strawberry Letter subject for today, Vengeance is Mine. We'll get right back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. Vengeance is Mine. Now, we're going to get to this vengeance part right now in this section of the letter because we got a marriage that's been doomed. They've been married seven years, and it's been horrible. It's been horrible the entire time. They argue on a daily basis. That's seven years of arguing with somebody. Who wants to be in that? Now, she's bitter because he don't pay her attention. And the day he filed for divorce, he told her he didn't want to live with a crazy bee. Then he told a woman she was terrible in bed and teased her about gaining a few pounds and had said he'd been miserable for seven years. She fired back on him, though, and said, well, you gained 15 pounds and you ain't but 5'8". That's amazing right there. And there's people on our show that can relate to that, not to the weight gain, because, uh, you know, he take good care of himself. But he know what you're talking about when you come at these people about 5'8". And I don't really think, you know, you should have hit him up too hard about him being 5'8". That is not, you that know, is not yeah. fair. That's not, it's not fair for not what, Jay? It's not fair that you said that. That's just oh, wrong. That's it's wrong. Fair. I said what, Jay? People on this show can relate to the short. I don't feel that. Hey, I'm story. right here, That's okay? Wrong. I am right here. I can hear you. I am right here. I don't know all this talking around. I'm right here. So we can quit all this like I'm not here. I'm right here. Wow, I was just talking to the lady in the letter so she could know that we would be relatable. You want to talk to that lady yeah. when you start talking about this damn show. You know who you're talking about. I'm right here. Well, I was just trying to show her how we as the morning show, we relatable. Right. You know. Right. Uh-huh. We are but I said he ain't gained no 15 pounds. He lost 15 pounds. He in great shape. But he definitely, I almost didn't know, say who I was talking about. But that, that's we, what I was saying, Steve. You didn't say anything yeah. about the weight. You know, you didn't pick anybody out on the show. And y'all yeah. going to continue to elaborate? Are we going to keep yeah. elaborating? 
I'm but you know, right when here. you say five eight, you know we can help with that. I am yeah. not five eight. <laughs> I, I am I five ten and a half. I am no, not. I never five, said eight. your name, and your doctor done told you to stop saying that because he. I, I got you. a new doctor out there. And it's not that. working. <laughs> you got a second opinion. <laughs> oh, Lord, I just back can't. to the letters. You know, I'm Steve. trying to help people out and, and make right, sure that they know we relatable. Uh-huh. But then you know, like she said, it's a lot when you pick up fifteen pounds and you're only five eight. And then he loves to argue and debate over any and everything. And she was relieved when he had the guts to file for divorce. Now, here's what the letter's really about. They had a huge blowout one night in front of their friends because they go out with this circle of friends, right? And um, he blurted out a lot of things that this woman had said to him in confidence about other people. And the thing that was most damaging in front of the group was what he told them about her best friend's marriage, that her and her husband hook up often with their nanny, and they took her on vacation with them. She said, I couldn't believe he stooped that low. And because of it, my close friend and all the other couples in the group chose to remain friends with him, and they shunned me. You know why? Because you the one saying it. See, you told it in confidence what your girl told you, and he blurted it out. You can't believe he stooped that low. You know who you married to. You know exactly who you married to. You, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know he petty. So they've shunned you, and they remain friends with him. And you heard that they have secret get-togethers without telling you, and it breaks my heart that he got away with this. Now, here's her solution. This is the vengeance is mine part. I want the group to know about all the weird and dirty things I had to do to him doing sex over the years. Ooh. What is that? Oh, oh you going to tell that? <laughs> Man. Just let that go. Girl, I wouldn't do it, but just for radio purposes. Mm-hmm. Let's have an open discussion uh, <laughs> about what these little dirty things you done done to him that his friends can't find out about. Are you referring to the time that you had to stop by the pet store and buy two gerbils? Whoa. Is that what you're talking about? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I don't know what dirty little secret you finna tell on this man. Are you are you referring to the time that you had to uh, hire two little people to come in the room with video cameras and with acrobatic skills? Are you referring to that night? Or you want to talk about the time that you rented the organ grinder's monkey? Yeah. Oh, I knew it was going to be a monkey. What was you that about? You knew yeah. it was going to be a monkey in that bedroom. What was that about? Oh, are you talking about that time you had to scrape the grease off the top of the spam can so y'all could finish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that part. That part. 
happened? All right. All you right. know that grease that be on the top of the spam when you open it, you scrape it off and head so y'all can finish. Is that what you're talking about? But we got to go. Post your comments. We need to know this here. On today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook, check out the Strawberry Letter Oh, Are you talking about the time he backed up on the doorknob and now y'all can't find the doorknob? Awards talk with Junior. Coming up next, 46 minutes after, right after. Burn it! (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. Junior's here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Here come Pippin. Hey, everybody, what's up? Pippin back in the building. What's up, ladies? It's Junior. Hey, Dick, so this is the way we're going to do it, y'all. Pimpin' is picking who gonna win the game. Steve be picking cause he on the radio in your area. That ain't got nothing to do with these games. Let's go, Junior. All right. New England Patriots versus New York Jets. New England, no doubt. All right. Denver at uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville cause, well, we is on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo at Miami. Oh, man, Buffalo ain't finna lose two in a row, Pimpin'. I'm gonna tell you. Buffalo it is. San Francisco at Philly. Oh, man. Jalen Hurts. Omega. What's up, Q? What's up with you, boy? Got Philly. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams, Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Las Vegas Raiders and Pittsburgh Steelers. Raiders! Raiders! <laughs> Out of hate for Pittsburgh. That's all this is. Cincinnati at Chicago. Oh, come on, Chicago. Put that boy in from Ohio State and quit playing around. Andy Dalton can't go in no damn game. <laughs> New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers. Jamison Winston on fire, baby. New Orleans all the way. There it is. Minnesota Vikings at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, baby. Come on, Kyle Mary. I should have picked him last week trying to give Tennessee some love. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stop this. Come on. Let's go. Keep it moving. You know okay. we're going to win this game. <laughs> Dirty Bird's going to need a bath after this. <laughs> Tennessee Titans at Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, baby. Russell Wilson. Dallas Cowboys at L.A. Charts. You know what, man? Come on, Pimp. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, Dak played good last week, man. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Okay. All right. Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore Raiders. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, nice run, Lamar. <laughs> oh, let's go. Kansas City, it is. Hey, Detroit on Monday night at Green Bay. Well, see, that's going to be tricky because I love Detroit, man. There's so many pimps up there. Mm. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to lose two in a row, man. I don't know what's happening with them. Going Green Bay? Yeah, got to go with Green Bay, man. All right. And the last but not least, don't Sunday, though, the Houston, Texas, and Cleveland Browns. Here it is. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you Come know, on, y'all had a good game last week because Tyrod Taylor played out his booty. But yeah. I got to tell you news for you, man. We ain't having that in Cleveland. We need to walk <laughs> y'all's ass back to the bank. And I'm going to tell all y'all from Houston, if you don't win the game Sunday, take Monday off. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. All right. Thank you, Junior. Thank you, Pimpin'. Coming up at the top of the hour. Hey, Pimpin'. J. Anthony Brown's Comedy Roulette coming up next, Pimpin'. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, guys, it is time now for Comedy Roulette. Jay, please set it up. Here I go. Put three subjects on the wheel, spun the wheel, where it stopped. We'll make it funny because we's comedians. All right, here we go. Here are the categories. <laughs> Things men say, henpecked men say when they can't hang with the fellas. All right. Reason people say they are returning something. And stuff right. that a substitute teacher might say to take control of the class. All right? All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to spin the wheel right now. Let's spin go. it. Spin it. Spin it. Take stuff back. Taking stuff back. That's Substitute teacher. All right, we got, this is what we got, though. Things henpecked men say when they can't hang with the fellas. Things a henpecked man would say so he because he can't hang with the fellas. I got to wash and fold my wife's underwear. I can't hang out with y'all, man. I see y'all. <laughs> Things henpecked men say because they can't hang out with they fellas. But, man, you know, she said I can't go. And uh, she right. I can't go. <laughs> Get in here. Oh, my God. Things henpecked men say when they can't hang out with the fellas. No, no. Uh, Barbara want me to scratch her eczema this evening. You know, she eczema playing up sometimes. I got I to gotta do that. I got to do that. I, that's, that's a must, you know. Come on, Steve. Things that henpecked men say when he can't hang out with his friends. Hey, hey, fellas, my wife said y'all said it was next Friday. <laughs> yeah. just changed the day. What? <laughs> and she said it. Yo, right. We all standing right here. What the hell you mean? <laughs> all right, comedy roulette. Things a henpeck man would say why he can't hang out with the boys. I already asked her one time, and if I ask her again, she'd get real angry and beat me. Jay, <laughs> I beat you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Things he and pick me and say when they can't hang out with the fellas, uh, she don't want nothing to happen to me, so it's best I stay here because you know something could happen. And she right. She right. Something could happen. Right. Yes, she right. Yes, she right. Things he and pick me and say when they can't hang out with the fellas. Uh, I can't go out when the street lights is on. Can y'all move it up to a different time? Once the street lights is on, I'm supposed to be in. I can't be out like that. You don't allow that. No, sir. No. Things that henpeck men say when they can't hang out with their friends. Uh, my wife was reading that golf causes blood clots. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> My wife had read somewhere that golf causes blood clots. What? I think the henpeck man can say why he can't hang out with the boys. Now, could we just sit in the car in the front yard and talk? And that'd be cool. That way she could see me. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things here big men say when they can't hang out with their fellas. Hey, fella, I know the game came on today. I know it's coming on, but I can't go with y'all because I missed church this morning. And she said, I don't need to hang out since I missed church. And she's right. <laughs> and she's, and right. she's right. She's right. She's right. always right. <laughs> right. Things here big men say when they can't hang out with the fellas. No, no, no. See, I gotta, I gotta scratch Regina Dandridge tonight. If I didn't have to do that, I'd go. Dry scratching Dandridge. I gotta scratch her Dandridge. She needs a dermatologist. Yeah, she really does. She needs some lotion. 
Yeah. Is this the last one? Yes. Yeah. Close it out. Yeah. Come Come on. On. Close it out, man. Top tier, I mean, things that henpeck <laughs> men say. <laughs> things that henpeck men say when he can't hang out with his friends. Mm-hmm. Shh. Y'all be quiet. <laughs> My wife told Shh. Y'all be quiet. My wife told me to shut up last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You still ain't said nothing? He said nothing in a week. (laughs) We'll have more. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Social media exploded after actress Kiki Palmer exposed the Met Gala's negative food review. The criticism is getting to this year's Met Gala head chef and 2010 Bravo Top Chef Masters winner Marcus Samuelson has spoken out to defend his plant-based menu. Samuelson says the three-course meal tasted plenty good, and one thing's for sure, it was not fire Festival cuisine. Chef Samuelson helped select 10 of New York. Uh, top chefs to create the all-vegan menu, and he couldn't be producer of their memorable meal. Uh, he couldn't be prouder all of vegan. their memorable meal. Mm, it was all vegan. He said but he no couldn't be prouder of it. There? No meat, no protein. All they don't vegan, have wings baby. at the Met Gala, uh, Tommy. Well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so what was it, man? So Kiki, I saw Kiki, the picture. Palmer. Yeah. Kiki Palmer's plate had some barley and roasted mushrooms with zucchini slices and a tomato corn salad. If you don't get some wings, <laughs> you know what? what? I'm with you, Tommy. Vegans need to know everybody don't like plants. We need <laughs> yeah. A lot of us don't have them in our house. Yeah. Eating all these shrubs for what is we eating that for? It was it was zucchini slices, roasted roasted mushrooms, and barley and tomato corn salad. Ooh, That's good. Yum. Next to chicken, all yeah. that is good. Yeah. Everything Give me sides. Those are sides. Right. Yeah. Those are sides. <laughs> Absolutely right. The wrong side. Tomato to entree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey at the ready. Here we go. This one is from Sheba in Mobile. Sheba writes, I'm 37 years old and my husband will be 40 in December. He wants a 40th birthday party, but I already have a big surprise planned for him. And it's so expensive that I won't be able to afford my surprise and a big expensive birthday party. I plan to get breast implants for him and I have it all worked out by telling him I'm visiting my mom for a week. That way, I can heal without him seeing me. I don't want him to be disappointed, so do I tell him what I have planned and let him decide what he wants? Wow. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one, I actually think, because she does have a real problem. Now, the big birthday party will be a memorable occasion, but them new breasts, though, yeah. it can be life-changing. <laughs> for her or him? But it's... Interesting because a bit of what you're doing, you're saying it's for him, but you do know it's for yourself. And so now that becomes the issue. The man wants a big birthday party. You could tell him and let him decide. I think you should. You should tell him and let him decide. 
And now, don't get your feelings hurt when you want the party and the breasts. Because he going <laughs> to want both. But ain't no man we, ask for big breasts on his birthday. But ain't nobody turning down nothing either. No turning. That's, no. you mad that's at it? the thing. <laughs> I ain't mad. You I did can... what? <laughs> oh, okay, what's up? And I don't know how long it take to heal from that, but when you come back, you're going to come back just in time for the birthday? I don't understand what you're going to do, but you got to think that out a little bit. Yeah. I would present the option to him because I don't think. Could she do one gonna... and still have the party? Could she do one? See right there. Have the party? <laughs> <laughs> it's called compromise. That way everybody calls. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's going to take more than a week at mom's to heal. That's really? for sure. <laughs> All right, moving on. (laughs) Moving on, Erica in St. Louis says, I'm a newlywed and living with my husband is a challenge. He lived with his parents until we got married and his mom did everything for him and his dad. He loves a home-cooked dinner almost daily, so I want to keep him happy. The only issue is that he doesn't eat leftovers. If I suggest that we eat leftovers, he orders food to be delivered. He's done it more than a few times and he never asks if I want anything. He's 27, and he should know better. Should I start cooking just for myself to get back at him? Wow, y'all tripping already. Already? <laughs> y'all ain't even ran into a major problem yet. That's what's really good. <laughs> All right, coming up next, it is our last break of the day, and at 49 minutes after the hour, Steve Harvey. It is the last break <laughs> of the day. Well, Steve Harvey will have some closing remarks, too, coming up right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day and of the week on this Friday. Feeling good today? Oh, yeah, it's a good week. Feeling good. so good on mm-hmm. a Friday. Yeah. Woo. Junior, another Ooh. compliment to you for a wonderful interview earlier this morning with Dr. Corey. Yeah, man, Corey thank you, Dr. Corey Abair, for coming Great on, job, man, Jimmy. and sharing that, man. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the fight interview. continues, you know, All one four. more information. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, for sickle cell, you know, for sickle cell. But that continues. new drug, what's it called? Indari. Indari, and Uncle, I'm getting it by the truckload. You, <laughs> you need to start taking it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Junior, tell so everybody we need you your here. foundation's uh, website. Oh. Yeah, uh, if you want to find out more information about Sickle Cell and uh, what we do in our community, you can follow my foundation. Go to Kier's Hope, K-I-E-R-S-H-O-P-E dot org. That's Kier's Hope dot org, man. And uh, sign up on the email list, man, so we can email you information, educate you, and keep the awareness going all month long, man. That's what we're doing. Okay. So I'm right. really proud to be a part of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Good job, right. Really Yeah, good. great job. Yep. All right, Steve, we are... Um... I'm going to give you a donation, Junior. I don't want you to send me an email. Keep asking. I'll just send it uh, to you. Wow, uh, that's how... Yeah. Wow, wow thank you, man. Just take the donation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I just said, wow, you I didn't even have to ask for it this year. Yeah. Normally, I got to get I gotta get sick to get one. Right? Well, I know <laughs> if I give you my email, they're just going to keep on asking. Right. It's going to get on your nerves. Yeah, you know, now, nerves now I ain't going to just going to give you one. Yeah, give yeah, her the yeah. email one more time, Junior. Yeah, put it in Sign up on the email. Go ahead, Shirley. All right. Uh, we we have uh, another CLO question before we get out of here, okay? This is for the chief love officer. This is from Olivia in Little Rock. She says, I met a nice man online, and we went on our first date at an upscale restaurant. I could tell he was nervous, so I overlooked his lack of table manners and all of the swearing, uh, all of the sweating. 
Our conversation was great, and I think we have a lot in common. He walked me to my car after dinner, and as I drove off, my cell phone slipped between the seats, so I pulled over to get it. I looked back and uh, noticed he got on a bus. Either he is frugal or he doesn't have a car. Why didn't he mention that? Should I ask him if he has a car? He ain't got no car. <laughs> Should you ask him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, yes. I saw and you getting on the bus. Uh, were you okay? You could have told me. I would have given you a lift. And then just start mm-hmm. the conversation like that. But you need to find out, though. It's your Why? cell phone fell. You look back, he was getting on the bus. I mean, we're not finna. How old is he? It don't matter. I'm with you. It don't matter. And, and why are you in the restaurant eating up your down payment for a car? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at a high class <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, it was upscale. She did high. say that. <laughs> what did you eat up your down payment? Eating up your down payment. I hate J. Anthony Brown. <laughs> I mean, you sitting up in here with all these, all these COVID restrictions, your ass up on the bus. <laughs> So you're saying Olivia should ask him if he has a car and then... Well, there's slick ways to do it, Uh you know. Why don't you, next time, you ain't even got to ask. Mm -hmm. Make sure that your next date is in a place where you can't bust to. Oh. And then you'll know. If he get out the back seat, that's Uber. Okay. So then what? If he doesn't have a car, what are you saying? Stop dating him? Ask him to pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) Scoop me up. And then both y'all get in the back seat. That's an Uber. (laughs) (laughs) If he send you a bus pass, that's a bus. Yeah. (laughs) Or if every time he come over, it's a different car. That's Uber. (laughs) That's Uber. Yeah. So, but what I'm asking you, is that okay? Should she be okay with that? No, nah, yeah, no, nah, it ain't okay. That's what I want to hear. No, nah, if y'all live in New York, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, you need a car. No. No, everywhere yeah, else, you need a car. You live in New in York, pocket. there's a lot of people don't have cars in New York. Right. Yeah, no, a lot of people right. don't have cars in New York. You don't need right. a car. But if you, you ain't in New it. York, you need a car. You in Atlanta, you got to have a car. You in L.A., if you ain't got no car in L.A., you are un- you, you're not you, working. You are in trouble. You in trouble. What? Yeah. Yeah. If you hear a lot, a lot of loose of change ways. in his Spread pocket, apart. a lot of loose change in his pocket, that's yeah. the bus, okay? Just yeah. I can't stand him. <laughs> if when it's time for y'all to leave, he got to slip off and make a phone call, that's Uber. That's Uber. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. If he says, we need <laughs> to get on the corner now, right now, <laughs> that's the bus. <laughs> that's the bus. <laughs> Now, right now, you're walking too slow. Look, we're going to have to run. That's the bus. That's the bus. Every time you pick him up, you hear. Yeah. 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 Air brake. What is that? That, that air brake. If when he getting in the vehicle and you hear this right here, that's that first high step on the, to that bus. If, if he keeps his arm in the air like he's holding on to something, that's the bus. Yeah. You're stupid, Jay. It really is. Really. If, if y'all talking. And at any point, you hear him say, 
Is anybody sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a restaurant. That's a bus. <laughs> if he says at any time when y'all in the restaurant, back door. Back door. Open the back door. Go ahead, Steve. Close it out. We gotta go. <laughs> if you're riding and you hear, hey, look back here. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> hey. Y'all have a good one, man. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the show today. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning. No, we won't. It's Friday. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 